Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, the category is talk art. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I'm Russell Tovey. And I'm Robert Diamond. And this is Talk Art. Welcome to Talk Art. How are you, Rob? Well, to be honest, I'm feeling a wide range of emotions. And I feel like every day that we've been in lockdown, I go from like sort of being very high and then very low. And sometimes I'm laughing with, with my friends on Zoom chats and other times I'm crying to myself because you feel so kind of helpless and and then and then you try and make yourself be helpful by, you know, helping local food banks or other friends in need. And then you might have a moment where you sort of fall asleep on your bed because you're so exhausted by it all. I don't know. It's just it's just constantly changing all the time. Yeah. And at the same time, there's this huge feeling of the outside world um, and particularly New York City um, at, at the moment, which seen and Italy, you know, th- these these sort of places, Spain, which I'm sure France, London will yes, soon follow. Yes. And um, yeah, and you, you really want to be able to help everybody. But I think the best thing we can all do is just stay home. But today's guest, the reason I use that word range is because I think he is really one of the great actors of our time and also mm-hmm. great musicians and singers mm-hmm. and also just human beings. I think he he is such a positive sort of force in the world. And, and the way that he even uses his own body almost like you know, to, to, to wear such experimental clothes and to become this kind of figure of, you know, walking art. I mean, he's just a total inspiration. Mm. Um, so I'm really grateful that he's come on the show today. And I know he's a good friend of yours. Mm-hmm. So um, we'd like to welcome to Talk Art, Billy, Billy Porter. Porter. Hello. Hi, Billy. Hello. How is everybody? We're doing all right. How, We're good. How, where are We're you? Good. Are you in New York still? or? So I am in a town out on Long Island, called Bellport, and we decided, you know, last Monday, I lost a friend, and then on Tuesday or Wednesday, we, the theater community lost Terrence McNally, who was also a friend, and, yeah. you know, it's just, as a 50-year-old gay man who lived through the AIDS crisis, it's eerily familiar, um, you know, the good news is that you know, while we are behind the curve, um, it took four weeks, not four years, to people to acknowledge that was actually a thing. So yes. I'm trying to find some solace in that. Um, yes. yes, the speed at which people reacted to this rather than letting 10,000 people die and not really actively yeah. talking about it in the media. Yeah, 
So, you know, that's been good. Um, the time, you know, the last couple of years of my life have just been nonstop. And as you know, as artists, you know, it's just not always like that. So when it is, you have to sort of take it, mm. strike while the iron is hot, right. um, you know, answer the phone calls because that's when they're calling. And I have lived through the phone not ringing a lot. So, um, you know, another silver lining and gift in this is that I get to spend time with my husband, who literally I haven't seen in like a year. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, it's been beautiful to um, reconnect and have this time to reconnect like this. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we're in a house, like I said, Um, it's a blessing. And it's a gift to have this Mm. option. I um, am a writer. And, you know, I have been writing for the better part of 20 years at this point. And I have never in my entire writing life, I've never had the luxury of just being a writer without worry about my financial stability or... You know, when the work got good, you know, I was writing while doing 17 things at the same time. You know, my first play debuted off-Broadway, um, and I was rehearsing all day and then going to the theater to do Kinky Boots at night. Wow. So, you know, I'm literally sitting in a rehearsal, rehearsing and trying to rewrite my play and then going to work at night. And, right. You know, so there is... um Creatively, I am trying to lean into the space and the time that we all have right now. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to to do that. Well, we've we've been doing a, a similar thing with with talk art. I feel like we've been recording, um, you know, lots of episodes with people that mean a lot to us, and you know, including yourself. And I think I think somehow in the act of being creative and whatever it is you can do, whether you write or sing or or even present a podcast. It's kind of like, you know, it is a time that we can all come together and hopefully give each other and the listeners <laughs> hope. So yeah. <laughs> well it's all it's all creative people about about how, how the culture culture is the most important message, the way the messages get thrown around the world. And it's like you're talking about the theatre community. I mean, I've just I had a play cancelled. We were doing Who's Afraid yeah. of Virginia Wolf? We did nine previews. Yeah. It's just cancelled. And it's like it's yeah. it's a historical time that things like that are happening. How how is the theatre yeah. community coping do you think now you're like there well it's weird you know because the show must go on is the truth you know the show has always gone on i knew that it was a big deal when broadway shows were canceled because i not ever in my history has anything on broadway eight shows a week been canceled for a month no. You know, like around 9-11, I think stuff was canceled maybe for a week. A maybe. week, yeah. You know, but like in trying times like these, it's the arts. It's the artists that keep people afloat, that keep spirits lifted, that keep people breathing and communicating and 
you know, trying to stay present and, and, and useful in some way. Um, you know, I really have been inspired um, because I've always, I've been inspired by how almost immediately social media, at least in my world, I've seen a shift and I've seen a shift from the negative to the positive. You know, I have seen a shift, you know, a shift that I've been longing for, a shift that I have, um, you know, just sort of having lived in a time where none of this existed to then grow up in it and see out and see my country being destroyed and thereby the world being destroyed by Mm. literally a reality television show president, I call it, you know, it's Mm. like, we're in the wild west with this technology. We're in the Simpsons. Where it's like, yeah, it's like where it's it's like nobody knows what it does, and it does everything, and it can be everything, and it can work for the greatest good, and it can work for the worst kind of evil. And I think that we're seeing that, and it's not just innocuous. And you know, the cancel culture, you know, that happens and exists you know, in this social media world is not productive. And, you know, immediately I've seen a turnaround. Like, even for myself, it's like I sat on whatever, Zoom or house party or, you know, one of these things. (laughs) Yeah. And spoke to like, you know, 12 of my closest friends for like two hours last week. It's like I haven't connected with people like that in years, you know, whether it's a whole, you know, I have never been in the same room with my husband's family. We've been married for three years. You know, I've Mm. never been in the same room with all of them. I've met several of them individually, you know, not never one, one wedding, but like, you know, we sat and on the phone and like had a family catch up the other day. Like I'm doing that with my my family, my mother's in a nursing home to be able to, you know, she's in the active fund nursing home. So I am trying to live in what positive stuff can come from this. And that's one of the positives for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. Are you missing, I mean, we all are, but missing the fashion that you have the opportunity to to wear, but <laughs> like now 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 it's like we're in this time. It's like we were talking to someone the other day, like a fashion uh, journalist, and they were like, "The fashion world's just now going like, what do we do? I mean, people are people buying a, a two thousand dollar handbag to sit at home with. It's like what no. what's happening? How how are you how are you like? Have you got withdrawal from that? There's a first of all, I will say there's a time and a place. Right. Mm. I, yeah. The, my, my entrance on Trey, if you, if you will, into <laughs> the fashion industry was literally about I love clothes. I love fashion. I have this moment to be on these red carpets. Let me, you know, be a, a, a walking piece of, you know, creativity and activism, you know, mm. I never 
imagined that it would explode the way that it did. Yeah. So if the if so if I'm telling the truth, it was spiraling, and this is in a good way, but it was spiraling in a way where or or uh, snowballing in a way uh, that had literally become almost out of my control. And the week before everything was shut down, I was saying, I'm so excited to go back to season three of Pose because I can just go and do my work. You know, because literally it's been, and once again, not complaining. This is not a complaint. This is just like, oh shit. I didn't realize this is like a whole other career. Career, you made another career, yeah. It's a whole other career that is unexpected and I had no idea was possible. So it caught me off guard. It caught everybody around me off guard. So however long this is going to take is a time for us to get all our ducks in a row now. And when when we come back, sort of have some control over how we proceed and not let the snowball get ahead of us. You know, it's like that, um, yes. it's like that boulder in Indiana Jones. I felt like I was in front of that boulder. The last six months, I just felt like I was running in front of that boulder. Yeah, um, yeah. And you know, it's fabulous. It's <laughs> like, when do I sleep? When do I see my family? When do like, right. you know, now, because you've got to slow down it's good to slow right because of this unparalleled and unprecedented success for me now i can say no and no is um a complete sentence and no now in this position that i'm in is about self-care yes um you know, I can live in a space of abundance and um, not lack. Um, you know, that's a state of mind. Um, mm-hmm. I, I am working towards, you know, shifting that state of mind for myself. Um, so to answer your question, I've been in sweat clothes um, and T-shirts <laughs> for two and a half weeks. <laughs> yeah. I think I've had a couple of days where I've not even had a shower for like 48 hours at a time. I'm just like, who cares? So what, So you you did describe yourself um, as a walking art, which is something that is absolutely why we wanted to get you on Talker because it, I've always felt like with you, you 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 are an incredible performer. Your voice is like velvet. You, you're an amazing actor. This other side of your saying, this other career you've made for yourself... I see you as a performance artist, Billy. I see you as kind of, you have this quality of, of, of I think it's the theatre thing as well, but a performance yeah. artist because you're wearing these clothes and these clothes aren't wearing you. You are, right. that's, I think that's, that's your theatre allows you to do that. But tell, tell me about this and how, and how hearing that, what does that trigger well, in you? Well, it's interesting because, because theatre people get it. People who understand or, or, you know, actors, you know, film and television actors, what have you, actors mm. really get what I'm doing because 
that's the last, very often that's the last thing that helps us create a character. You know, don't let the clothes wear you. You have to wear the clothes because the clothes are the character. So every time I put something on, I behave however that piece of clothing makes me feel. Mm-hmm. You know, the clothes actually dictate my behavior. Wow. And I can approach it that way because I'm an actor. And it's so, I've never ever thought of myself as a performance artist. The actual word performance artist in relation to me came up um, like right before the Oscars. Um, I was doing promote. Well, yeah, around that around award season time, I was doing promotion for a film um, that I did called Like a Boss. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I was in a car with Selma Hayek, and Selma was, um, you know, she was just talking to me. She was like, "Be me," you know. I feel it so. I I need to see you outside of the singing and outside of the acting I sat you know I pictured you like in a museum and like you know it's not traditional and it's not what we've seen from you before and it's like nothing you've ever done and it was so interesting to me because I said what like performance art and she's like yeah performance art like you're like you you are a performance artist and it was the Mm. first time that I had ever thought of anything like that because I was, you know, because I was around, oh. I'm, I've been around for that in New York and I've seen a lot of it. Well, I've I, loved it. I see you as a Lee Bowery energy. Yes. yes. I feel, I I feel never, that with you. I love that. I never, it never even occurred to me because um, I was trying to just simply get people to pay attention so I could get a job. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. You know, like it was, it, it, and performance art you know, for me at that time was so obscure yes. that I didn't know how I would ever make money doing something like that. So it wasn't even, you know, for An me, option. it was like, it's yeah. hard enough for me to make money and I'm in a Broadway show, mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like, what am I going to, you know, like it just never, but what about now then? What about now then that, that this, well, you do have this opportunity well, to do something like that even more? Yeah, well, it's interesting to me because I, I'm in the process of signing a new record contract. Oh, yes. And, you, you know, and I am going back, you know, my, my idea is that I'm going back to um, disco slash house music yes. slash 70s funk. You know, I want to so pick exciting. up where Sylvester left off. Can you remember the you first know, time we met, Billy? <laughs> Can you remember the first time we met? Is no, it we We were in the Eagle and there was all like leather queens walking past us. And I ran up to you and I went, oh my God, I love your song from the first Wives Club soundtrack, <laughs> Love Is On The Way. And we stood there and I was like fanboying boying you while everyone's walking past in like thongs and <laughs> like butt plugs. And then no, we were talking about the first know, Wives I'm Club a, soundtrack. I love it. You know I love it. You know I love an eagle moment. Oh yeah. Um, but that's even performance art. You know, like when I think about when I think about like what I was asking for in the nineties 
from my record label when I had my first R&B deal and it imploded. When I think about my love for somebody like a Lady Gaga or, um, you know, or, or, you know, or my appreciation for somebody like, you know, Madonna or an Erica Badu or, mm. you know, even a boy George or, you know, like I, I think back and I, and now with this performance artist context, mm. I'm like, oh my God. That's what I've always been asking for. Like, wow. I don't want what's normal. I don't want what's traditional. Yes. You know, it's like, why is it that when, you know, Lady Gaga shows up in whatever she shows up in, she's a brilliant artist, but as a black gay man, I show up in a dress and I'm just a faggot. What is that about? Mm -hmm. And why are we having, why, why can't I have the same artistic conversation? That somebody like a Lady Gaga gets to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an artist. Yeah, that's all I'm doing. I think you were quoted as saying though that wearing a dress is a political act. Yeah, it is, and it's weird that it still is. It's like you know, the day after that Oscar dress, and I, and I have to tell this story too. I won a Tony and a Grammy for playing a drag queen. I spent my whole Mm -hmm. life running away from that because, you know, you're never going to succeed. Nobody wants to see that. You're too much. You're too, you know, you're too sissified, you know, blah, 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 all of that. So, so I'm, so I run away from it. Then I finally get the opportunity to sort of have a three dimensional character who just happens Mm -hmm. to be a drag queen. I have the time of my life. My whole life has changed. Not one second did I think that I would be the modern day personification of that character. Like it never occurred to me that I would Mm -hmm. wear a dress or want to wear a dress or like, it never occurred to me. And my last album, uh, Billy Porter presents the soul of Richard Rogers. I had left kinky Boots. I was trying to figure out, I said, now this album is the bridge. Like this album is to, to, because that album is R&B, soul, hip-hop, rap, gospel, you know, arrangements of mm-hmm. Richard Rogers' music. And I said, okay, theater people, this is your bridge. You know, because I'm a gospel singer, I'm a soul singer, I'm an R&B singer. That's where I come from. That's where my music is going back to. I know the white folks get scared of that. The old white folks get scared of that. Don't be scared of that. <laughs> just say, just, just remind yourself of Stevie Wonder or Marvin Gaye. That's where I'm going and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was going on tour. And I was going on tour to these, you know, the natural spaces that Tony Award winners sort of get fed into, which are more cabaret spaces. They're not like concert venues, they're cabaret spaces. But I didn't care. I was like, I'm going in there and I need to use this as a bridge for my audience to let them understand it's gonna be funky, it's gonna be loud, get used to it, and it's gonna look like this, whatever this is. And I stumbled across a designer named Rick Owens. And Rick Owens is, for those of you, I mean, a lot of people know who, who he yeah, is, we, but we it's love very Rick. sort of like, yeah, I love Rick, and it's very sort of punk, you know, kind of meets gender fluid, mm-hmm. gender free. It's fabulous, mm-hmm. and I dropped so much money that day. I, I bought myself an entire new wardrobe, and I started playing, and I was the first dress I wore. 
you know, as myself. And it was like, right, I said that putting on the heels in kink boots made me feel more grounded and more powerful than I've ever felt in my life. It made you and the most the successful, AKA didn't it? It got, it got you a lot of awards. Right. Yes. And, right. But then you didn't put and two and two together. The most masculine. Yeah. I didn't put two and two together. And so then I did that. And then I got the call to host the red carpet on the Oscars. And I was trying to figure out what to wear. And I was ha- and it happened to be in my first fashion week. And I went to Christian Siriano. Kristen Sherry on her show. And I remembered all of the times that I was in like drama school and hanging out with my friends and the jokes that we would have. You know, it's like, I'm going in a dress. I'm going to wear a gown. Fuck it. I'm wearing a gown. You know, and I thought, wow, this is the time to make that statement. Like, this is the moment. And it feeds right into my brand coming from Kinky Boots, you know, coming, then going to pose. It's like, if there's any space where it actually is connected to the brand and the work, it's right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had seen Adina Menzel on the Oscars. And I had seen John Travolta say her name wrong. Mm-hmm. And I saw her become a, star, a household name overnight because of that. And I held that in my head. I said, I need to get to the Oscars and somebody needs to say my name wrong. <laughs> like, literally. That's the trick, yeah. I was like, because that will change my life. <laughs> and so when I got that call, I was like, this is my Adina Menzel moment. I got to make something of it. You've got right? you've got to have a problem <laughs> reading, though, if you can't say Billy Porter, to be honest. I don't think it's that. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't read that, then you shouldn't be reading anything, to be honest. <laughs> correct. You're, cor- you're absolutely correct. <laughs> um, but I happen—I happened to be in Christian Siriano's show, and I remember him from Project Runway, and I remembered, you know, how inclusive his art always was. You know, when he—they had that challenge to make dresses for regular, regular-sized women, and he won that challenge because that's already in his design. That's already who he is. Mm. He wasn't just trying to do something to win an award, you know, to win a contest. And I went to him and I said, girl, and I told him my idea and it was at his party. We were on the dance floor. I whispered it in his ear and he sort of like fainted in my arms. It was like, yes. I said, it's okay. We only got, you know, 10 days. He's like, call the office tomorrow. We'll make it work. And my idea was if the camera starts on me and it's just, you know, chest up, it'll look like I'm in a tuck. And then when you pull back and see that it's it's a ball gown bottom, it's going to fuck everybody up. Mm. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Billy, Billy, for, for, for me, it's really funny because I first heard about Pose. I, I met the singer Jessie Ware, who's a British singer, and she the last thing yeah, she said to me yeah, before... We, we, we met in a gallery of all places um, at Tracy Emin's exhibition for the first time. And because we were doing our podcast, she was doing hers. Like, I, I thought I'd say hi and we chatted. And then at the end of it, she was like, by the way, have you seen this thing called Pose? And I was like, no, I haven't. But I've, I've, I've seen it on BBC TV in England, like on the iPlayer. And then the thing that I saw just before I started watching the show was actually you at one of your runways. And I can't remember which look it was, but it was, you know, so many of your looks, even like the curtains with the hat recently. Yes. And like, you know, and then you with the, the gold <laughs> wings, like you'd become every time I would open like a newspaper or, or read uh, Instagram or any of those things, I kept connecting to you and I could just mm. see it was in your eyes mm. and your soul. And I felt like I knew you, even though I didn't even, I'd never seen you in anything. And then when I finally got to see Pose, I, I haven't, you know, I literally burst into tears, you know, numerous times, but, but particularly Same. like halfway through maybe season one, I think episode six, where you sing for the first time. Okay. Yes. And this is someone yes. who didn't know about yes. Kinky Boots. Like I, I, I'm t I was totally ignorant yes. to your wonderful and illustrious career somehow. Um, I don't know why, especially as a gay man, it's kind of insane. It's all good. But, but, but I, I discovered it's you then. Time, and I remember calling, calling <laughs> Russell. I called Russell after I watched it and I'd just been crying and I called him and said, we have to speak to this guy like Billy Porter because you are an artist on, on, on a level where like it's just transformative the way you can yeah. touch people and, and it's just a, a wonderful thing that, you know, and it's and a it multifaceted connection. How, Thank you. Yeah, and it's just such a joy to have you on Talk Art but, but it, it is this thing of um, using, you know, what's within you and, and projecting that in a hopeful kind of positive way to bring people together. And like yeah. you mentioned Gaga or Use Madonna, like, yeah, but you're doing that. And it's, it's a really rare thing. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate that. You know, the thing for me is that, you know, my entire career, you know, I came out, I, I started singing in church mm. and, you know, when I got to New York, you know, for lack of a better description, you know, I call it extreme singing, you know, so I was a man who had a really, really high voice and it was very muscular, muscular in the way that Whitney Houston is muscular, muscular in the way that Celine Dion is muscular or, or uh, Jennifer Hudson is muscular. Like I sang with that kind of feminine muscularity, essentially, yeah. you know, um, and yeah. Um, I came to New York and I played my trump card and it pigeonholed me in such a way that that was it. It was like, okay, he sings, we're going to make him a singer. We're going to make him the clown. We're going to make him stop our shows. But there was no story. There was no human being behind any of it for decades. And I had to extract myself from the road I was going down so that I could get on the road that I wanted to be on myself, which is what I'm on now. And what I mean by that is what you just said, which is the work. Yes, you saw me first. 
in this fashion sort of platform and had no idea who I was. But when you go to the work, the work is the reason why I'm standing there. The work is the reason why I've been invited to the red carpet. It's not because I'm a social media influencer. No shade. No, yeah. no shade. Don't you're not an it, you're not an it boy. It's not that's not all it is. It's not lin, it's, it's not just one linear it's because of like the work. A ex- experience Correct. of you. Yes. Correct. The work. Yeah. Um which is also why it means so much. You know, it's like Yeah. It's the why it's so inspiring to so many people to see that, to have you there. You're quoted as saying you wanted to be the change that you never saw. Yes. Yes, totally. That is exactly right. That's what I'm trying wow. to be, guys. I'm really excited now because you're signing a record deal. What your stadium show is going to look like? You were referencing Lady Gaga, and now because it feels like the music and your personal kind of renaissance is is linking. Yes, and it's and it's connecting back to the beginning. It's connecting back to the original instinct. It's like it was always there. You know, and the world was so homophobic um, and so um, toxically masculine that there Mm -hmm. was not a space for me before. Um, You know, I must say that the world has progressed and, you know, it's not lost on me that Orangina 45 is president in this moment. It's not lost on me that Pose can simultaneously exist in this time of great oppression and regression. Um, Because that's what art is. Artists have always been the ones, you know, who can reach into, and I've said this before, reach into the hearts of people and change the molecular structure of what's going yes. on inside of that. That's what we right, do. Right. When we're doing it right, that's what we get to do. That's why, you know, people who are in positions of power like that, tyrants and things of that nature, you know, that's why they want the arts to go first. Because they know we speak truth to power in a creative power, way. Yeah. So it comes. Mm. And they want to shut it down, yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden, none of your people like you no more. You know, (laughs) we know the power we have. We know. Mm. Um, I'm trying to do that. I want to do that. I want to just make sure that I stay on the right side of it. You know, the side that matters. That my legacy said I came and I fucked them up. I did some shit that was good for the world. Like, I just, I, I want that. That's what I want, and that's why I make the choices I do. Definitely, yeah. Wow. So let's get on to art, Billy. Let's get yeah. on to, like, where you are as uh, an art collector or an art fan, visual arts I'm talking about, or a museum yeah. member, or do you, does, yeah. does, art, does visual art play a lot into your life? You know, interestingly enough, it's not as prevalent, but I love it. And like my apartment is, you know, when I started doing the apartment that my husband and I live in now, this was before Mm -hmm. I was there by myself for the first four years. And I, you know, when I started to think about what to go on the wall, I was like, wow, I've never 
owned real art. Like I've never mm-hmm. thought of it in that way. I just put up posters on the wall or, you know, bought sort of something that everybody else had or that was at, you know, Pier One or Pottery Barn or something. I never really thought about it. And my designer was like, you have to think about something that means something to you. Like that should be where it, where it starts. Right. So Angels in America um, is the piece of theater, the piece of art that completely changed the trajectory of my life. It was the first time. It was the first time I had seen a reflection of myself back at me. You know, where the black queen was actually Belize. Is, yep. is actually the character Belize is actually the moral compass, is actually a real person, you know, right. like not just what I call the Millennium Coon Show clown. Um, you know, there, she, it just, and so anyway, I had an artist friend of mine um, do uh, the original artwork from the original, both Millennium Approaches and Perestroika. And so that was no where way. it started for me. And that was, and then everything else that has happened has been centered around that, those colors, that spirit. Um, I went to Cuba right when, right before it opened, I, I took a little trip to Cuba and the art there, I, I bought some pieces there that will blow your mind. Um, really? What, what, what do they look like? Well, I bought two big pieces and they're just like faces, like ladies, like faces of ladies, like these sort of abstractions. Amazing. The colors are beautiful. The tone, you know, how the, 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 they make me feel, you know, and I'm just going with that, you know, like I'm just awesome. trying to, you know, cause I'm not a historian. I know what I mm. like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just go, yep, I like that. Yes, I like that. I love it. You know, when I'm in, when I'm at a museum and, you know, I see, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in learning more about Black art, about Black artists. You know, when yeah. they unveiled that Kahende Wiley and uh, that other lady of yes. uh, President Amy Obama. Sherald. And, yes. What's her name? Amy Sherald? A- Amy Sherald. Yes. Was like, wow, like just wow. It just took my breath away. It was like, yeah. right, like every artist, every human has a voice. And those of us who are artists um, really are blessed with the ability translate that into something cohesive it's really it's really beautiful you know i i belong to the whitney oh you do great i love that's my favorite museum in the world i love the whitney the whitney is yeah i love i love the whitney um you know i wish i could get there more you know this would be a time where i would be going more but you know that shift closed down so (laughs) yeah for the minute (laughs) yeah What have you have you seen good shows there? Memorable shows? Um, I really haven't seen anything recently because I've been working so hard. 
Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything. I was so excited about getting, like, I couldn't even be a Tony. You know, they wanted me to be a Tony, um, not Tony Sorry, voter, Tony. but a Tony uh, nominator. And I had to turn right. it down. Because I was like, I will never be able to see everything. So I'm right, looking yeah. forward to Broadway coming back. I was looking forward to yeah. seeing your show. I mm-hmm. literally got to town the day everything shut down. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking forward to getting back into a theater. Mm. Do you have Do you have any art heroes, Billy? Did you like love Warhol? Or? You know, I love the man. What's his name? There was a show called Good Times. <laughs> Here in America. Not Ernie. Um, yes, Ernie, Ernie Barnes. Barnes. Yes. Ernie Barnes. You know, the, the piece of art that they had in... It's Sugar Shack, uh, isn't it? The Sugar Shack, yes. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yes. like one of my favorite pieces. Yeah, we, we interviewed a, a British comedian called London Hughes, who's actually making a show now for American TV about her life. She's a really brilliant, very funny woman. And she brought that up as well, because when she was growing up in England, she, she said that every household um, that she knew had that, had that painting. Yeah. Like a poster of that painting. <laughs> yeah. That was like, you know, he was our artist for a really long time. And the woman who does all right. of the... Um, the silhouettes about slavery. Cara oh, Walker. Cara, Cara Walker. Yeah. yeah. Oh, y'all better know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I, like I said, I, it's not my area of expertise, but I enjoy it when I get a chance to do it. That so, yes. And now that, you know, I'm coming into a space where I can afford stuff, you know, it was interesting to go to Cuba mm. because, you know, they're like giving it away. You know, it's like the pieces right. that I mm. got are are worth so much more than I spent. And they're going to be worth a lot of money when I, you know, um, in years yeah. to come. Um, I just know what I like when I see it. What about when you were growing up? Did you ever make art yourself or draw or have any relationship to it in your childhood? No, I didn't really. That's, it's really interesting that you ask that because I, didn't, I couldn't draw. Oh, really? And I couldn't really, I couldn't really draw. And the art that I was interested in was singing. I sang. I played the saxophone. Um, in band, yeah. I took dance class. I, you know, like I was already full artistically. That yes, that just wasn't, yes, yes, yes. That just wasn't on the list for me. Mm-hmm. Like that. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I was kind of the same when I was a young kid. I, I remember ballet was like such a big thing for me, which is an art form in itself. Yeah, but, and it's um, like you know, and yeah. for me also too. It's like I just wasn't. I don't know. There was a, a a perfectionism thing that exists with black men, especially in America. It's like you have to be perfect or, you know, and especially being queer, it's like to dance in my neighborhood, you know, like mm. you had to be amazing at it or you got your ass beat. So all of the things that I tried... Right. I could excel at quickly. 
And so I think the things that I couldn't excel at quickly, I just put on mute. You know, like it didn't take me long to be a great dancer. It didn't take me long. You know, the singing, it's like you couldn't fuck with me as a singer. Like, you know, I always, I, I get saddened, you know, because art went the same route as piano. Like I couldn't pick it up fast enough to stay with it. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. But as you're collecting now, that's really exciting. So maybe in a couple of years when we talk to you, you're going to have your collection's going to be maybe full of Cuban art. You might yeah. go down that road even more. <laughs> yeah, but I might go back. You might have such a, you might have such a huge like um, uh, a deeper understanding of what of what your taste is and and work. And that's really exciting you because we we're talking to you now kind of on the start of your collecting journey yeah. when it comes to that side of art. And let me tell you where I found it. You know, because they took us. That's the thing that has thrived in Cuba. You know the. It's like everybody is an artist over there. Like everybody is an artist in some kind of way over there. Right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. we, they took us, there was a group of us that, you know, like you had to get in with this group and we got in with this group and there were like 10 of us, 10 or 12 of us. And they took us to this apartment and like the apartment, the front hallway was like stacked with, the daddy's paintings. Like literally when I say stacked, I mean stacked all the way up to like my shoulders. Like the 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 whole apartment, the son's bedroom was stacked all on the walls. Things were hanging on the walls, but like stacked from the floor on top of each other, all the way up to like your hip. You know, like the mother was a was a sculptor. The father had this other thing all in the same apartment. The boy's girlfriend was a photographer and her, you know, her stuff was stacked. It was like, what? And people, you know, it was like scavengers, like looking through, you know, I mean, it's like the greatest, greatest. And I think I got like four pieces for like $1,200 or something. Can you, can you remember his name? And will you send us images yeah, so we I'll can put one images, on Instagram? But I can't remember the name, but I'll send you. I'll it send sounds you. incredibly free. F- a, a kind of real free uh, sense of creativity there, like yeah. you know, just making so much work. Yeah. Oh, the work is reveling. In I that. would say if if you haven't been to Cuba, it'll blow your mind. If we're talking about really fine art like this, the list. you got to get your asses to yeah. Cuba because it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, go with somebody who like does it, like is an insider and does it, because you need to get the folks' apartments and shit, like. I mean, we were mm-hmm. in a blown out building that had some apartment, you know, on the fourth floor, like walk up. Like it was crazy. <laughs> it was like, felt like some black market shit. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. Wow. Oh, can we ask how much you paid for them? What, what sort of price it was there? For, for four pieces, wow. I spent $1,200. When I show you these Wow, pieces, for all four. <laughs> that's wow. amazing. When I show and you. And how did you get them back? How did you ship them back? Um, I. How did I, I, you had to roll them. I had to roll them in a little tube and bring them on the airplane with me. It was an oversized oh, tube, yep. That is so cool. Oh, I can't wait to see them. Yeah. Cannot wait. Amazing people. So, Bill, Billy, we ask every guest that comes on two very important questions, but we're asking three because we've got a bonus question because we're all in lockdown. Okay. But the first question we ask everyone is, if you could do an art heist, if you could have any piece of work of art in the world, it could be a, a certain dress, it could be a building, it could be a piece of furniture, but anything that's 
art that you could have to yourself, a touchstone artwork, what would it be and why? Oh, my God. Oh, mm-hmm. Lord. <laughs> it's tough, critical journalism, <laughs> this, Billy. <laughs> oh, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even know. Let me think about that. What's that like any question? dresses, any outfits you've seen anyone in, like Madonna's Galliano I, boobs? I, I, or... I, I, I almost thought you were going to say like an Egyptian pyramid or something. There's something so Egyptian about that look <laughs> that the blondes um, design duo like designed for you when you yeah. were on the Met Gala. The Met Gala, like Diana Ross there was and some Egyptian so, like, goddess on a day bed. Can we talk about the six topless men that were carrying you in on well, it? Well, I mean, Did you audition them yourself you know, or where did so they come good. from? I would have. They, my stylist auditioned them for me. Um, but they were cute, cute, cute. I still have, I'm still connected to, to them on the, on the gram of Insta. Um, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> uh, I would, you know, here's what I'll say about that. Yeah. There is something very, um, I mean, can it, it can be a building? Yeah. Yes. Because there's something about the architecture in London. Mm. And I don't have a specific building right now, but I would say there's something about the architecture in London that moves me to tears every time I show up. You know, and like I said, I haven't always thought in those terms. You know, it hasn't been until I've gotten older in my life where I started to look up, where I started to sort of see stuff like that. Like, how beautiful... Mm. But you're talking about old Georgian Georgian buildings, the old architecture. Are you talking about our, our own, like, modern I know, I'm talking about the old stuff. I'm talking about the old stuff. The yeah. idea that, you know, some of this stuff is, like, thousands of years old. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> and you, the you, churches you and went stuff, yeah. to, um, you went to Fashion Week in in London, didn't yeah, you? And yeah. you went to the Royal Academy building. Yeah, I went because I saw photos of you at the Royal Academy. Yeah. so maybe that's one of the places. That's like totally the, a place. The Royal Academy. That's totally a place. Yeah. You know, it's it's it's, you know, it's also like when I went to um the ruins in Great right. Stonehenge. It, oh, okay, right, right. Well, like when Greece. I went to those ruins, you know, the idea, the, the idea that, like, the people who walked this earth thousands of years ago, like, built this shit, and we, like, yeah. it just, it's mar- it marvels, it, that, that cathedral. What's the man, um, what's that artist from, um, oh, God, Barcelona, um, Gaudi. Gaudi. I just love that. That building that they've still been building Mm -hmm. for the last 200 years, that church. Still building it, yes. You know, I have to get better. So you're going to take that and you're going to take the Royal Academy. Yeah, I got to get better with Don't worry. I, I. I, I think you need to do a photo shoot. Once this lockdown's finished, you need to do a Gaudi shoot. You would look so incredible. Oh my God. Like, yeah, in some you know what I mean? Or, or, yeah, yeah, one of yeah your... like to be inspired by Gaudi, like a Billy Porter versus Gaudi. Yeah. I would effing love that. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to, you know, that's a good idea. 
you know, and like when I'm doing, like when I'm directing, you know, and I need visuals or something, I really go to visual art very often. Um, I, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the expansion of my knowledge and, you know, I'm going to be mm-hmm. spending a lot of time in London. So you two can help me out. Hell Big yes. time. We are there for you. Do you keep all your clothes that you... No, I some, yeah. some of them I do, but, you know, they're going to be... About, uh, uh, all my stuff is going to be in, I think, Kensington Palace or something next year for some sort of some sort of exhibit. Billy, that's so, amazing. That is very cool. But, yeah, they want my shit for some reason because I guess it's art. <laughs> <laughs> we, we want your shit, Billy. We all and want also, your shit. You've been, you've been encouraging people on Instagram during this lockdown to, like, yeah. almost like a fashion challenge yeah. to, like, dress up and experiment. And it really made me think when I was a kid how much fun it is to, like, you know, play dress up at home and how much confidence and, you know, fun it can bring yeah, as well. It's like, you, it, it was really nice thing. And it's very creative. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. So the other question we ask all of our guests is, what is your favorite color, Billy? Purple. Okay, oh, why? Why purple? Um, it's royal. Royalty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's... It's deep. You know, it's rich. It's a rich color while simultaneously being colorful. You know, mm-hmm. I particularly love purple and, you know, like a deep purple and a deep, rich orange together. Like, I love the, that combination together. I love jewel tones. Um, I love color, but I love it when it's like rich color as opposed to neon. Got it. Depth. If that makes sense. Yeah, it has totally. depth. Although you will see me in neon because my stylist is, you know, in his late twenties. <laughs> right. Millennial millennial neon you're gonna be in. Okay, we look forward to that. Yeah, so he puts me in neon. I'm like, okay, I'll wear it. <laughs> <laughs> and the other question we're asking everyone as a kind of bonus question for the lockdown series is um have you discovered any hidden talents? Uh, or, or, or is there anything you would like to sort of take up now that you're going to have more time indoors? Your hidden lockdown talent. You know, I would really love to play the piano. Mm-hmm. It's not, I learned how to play the piano. It's not going to be this time just because I don't have access to the keyboard um, at the moment. But um, I also love to cook. Cooking is how I show love um that's the way of how i show love so i've just been having a really good time cooking for myself and my husband and trying new recipes and all of that stuff amazing cooking is a beautiful thing um thank you so much for coming on (laughs) thank you so so much yeah can we can we get a um category is tool cart in the style of pose Yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the category is Hawk Art. 
Yes. Oh my god, that was legendary. <laughs> That's I love you so much, Billy. Oh, I just wanted to say something. I can't really... wait to get back to London so we can all hang out. Absolutely. And also, I really want to tell something um, really quickly to everybody. If you need a YouTube video to watch during this lockdown, please try and find the James Corden kind of outtake where Billy is singing. Um, during an award ceremony and you were i don't think you were actually meant to be singing but they sort of invited during people the, in yes it's during the tony awards yeah last year like 2019 tony awards and i'm singing um what am i singing everything's coming up roses that's right and that video is so truly remarkable because it was kind of during an ad break or something and you sort of like yeah, took over but it is so good and um i think it will bring people a lot of happiness so um yeah well thank you for being a guest on talk art and i Thanks, can't wait Billy. to um introduce you to more art when you get to london <laughs> yeah. yeah everybody should check out your instagram billy which is at billy porter yeah. uh it's the billy porter t-h-e-e two e's billy porter Amazing. And then for all images we've been talking about today, please go to our Instagram at TalkArt where you'll be able to see everything we've been talking about. And then we'll be back again very soon. Very soon. Thanks, Thank Billy. Thank you so much, Thank Billy. You guys. Okay, Big lots of love. love. Okay, bye. Lots of love. See you soon. Bye. bye. You've been listening to Talk Art with Robert Diamant and Russell Tovey. Follow us on Instagram at TalkArt where you can view images of all artworks discussed in this episode. Subscribe to Talk Art at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.